Welcome to Queer Tea and Poetry. I'm your host, Aubrey Crocker. I identify as non-binary and use they, them, theirs pronouns. And if you don't know what that means, that's just fine. In fact, this episode, I will share a story with you that relates to my pronouns, and maybe we can dive deeper into non-binary topics today. How exciting! Keep in mind, though, I am in no way, shape, or form a professional on LGBTQ topics. It's something I deeply identify with and want to share with and learn more about. I will be sure to distinguish between what are my thoughts versus information that I find elsewhere. Anyways, here at QTP, I like to chat about queer topics, drink delicious tea, and share some beautiful poetry. Once again, the aim for my podcast is to bring a bit of peace into people's lives. Since 2020 has been testing the world's patience and health, I myself have had the highest of highs and lowest of lows since this year began, and oddly enough, I feel as though some of my friendships have strengthened since being in quarantine. The folks that go an extra mile to send you a message every day, even if it's just sending a good morning Snapchat. And if you know me personally, I send an 1111 Snapchat almost daily to my friends, and it's super heartwarming to see who will send one back. I have been learning how to express my appreciation for my good relationships I have because I honestly wouldn't be who I am today without them. And I love who I am. So keep your friends and family close during this time. But not too close. Make sure to stay socially distanced. (laughs) To start things off, I am currently enjoying the tea of the day. A nice warm cup of lavender tea that I made myself from my mother's garden. Lavender is one of my favorite flowers and scents. It has always had a special place in my heart. And it's also really good for you. Lavender tea is well known for its ability to help people relax and sleep, even going as far as being used to help treat sleeping disorders. Drinking lavender tea before bed can help you achieve a more restful sleep. And according to multiple scientific studies, lavender tea helps calm brain functions triggered by chemical reactions in the nervous system. Lavender tea boosts the production of dopamine and reduces the stress hormone known as cortisol. Lavender can also reduce inflammation, boost immune and digestive health, as well as detoxifying the body. When you drink lavender tea, antioxidants work to eliminate toxins that can create harmful side effects. These antioxidants work to eliminate free radicals that are caused by pollution, excessive drinking, and smoking. So take some time for yourself to appreciate all the great flowers and natural herbs that this earth has provided for us, and maybe go out and enjoy a nice warm cup of lavender tea. Next in today's episode, I want to share my very own poem that I wrote a few years back. I even entered it in my local state fair, and I won a prize, which is probably why I'm so proud of it. Finding the courage to begin a poem or any writing project can be difficult for some, including me. But a life-changing tip that has helped me is simpler than you think. 
just start writing. I know, it's silly, but that trick has gotten me through creative writing courses, job interview papers, long persuasive essays, and even the script that I'm writing for these podcast episodes. Just slapping some words on a sheet of paper or a Word document can help your mind vent out all of the main ideas that you have with no limits or expectations for what comes out of it. Who cares if your grammar is funky? Never mind that you speak and run on sentences. At least you can rest easy knowing that you won't forget it later. Once again, this poem you're about to hear is an original by myself. It is entitled, As One Would Discover Fire. As one would discover fire, my eyes will shine bright. With wonder and magic, my emotions excite. The flames of curiosity will catch fire and ignite. Thoughts battling to know who will win this fight. My heart is light, flies like a kite, and as one might imagine for a second to have discovered fire. Mouth wide open, expression in awe, jaw dropped and eyes taking in the scene. Unable to describe, unaware to life, incapable to explain, impossible to detain, one must refrain and try to maintain the seemingly eternal flames that remain. Such a job seems lame, for so early it came. You hang your head in shame, forcefully daunted by your loss of fame. And though each flame seems the same, they all grow larger and harder to tame. As one would discover fire, I'll pull you in close to feel your warmth and touch you at most. My eyes watch intensely, I'll cradle you in my hands as you sway back and forth, unable to stand. Your light will grow dim, your glow disappear. Shadows cast shadows forming clouds of fear. The smoke will evaporate, flames will expire, room goes dark, lost all desire. I know it's late, I know you're tired. Go to sleep, fight fire with fire. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my poem I hope you enjoyed my writing style and fun little rhymes. With poetry fresh in our minds, I would love to ease into our meditation portion with a piano song that I also made. There are no lyrics yet, but I created this song a few years ago when I was home alone. That's when most of my creative juices get flowing. Being alone in an empty house with musical instruments and a pen and paper. I have not been playing piano for long, but it does bring me great joy to create music, even if it's just for fun. And it's quite therapeutic to mash on the keys and building notes off of each other. Through trial and error, a song will emerge amongst the chaos of cacophonies. Anyways, I would like to present that song to you now. I call it A Sailor's Journey Home.
Slowly bring attention back to your body. Breathe deeply. Stretch your limbs. Exhale and let your muscles release. Open your eyes if you had them closed. Become more awake and aware. Feel the air enter your lungs and sense a new energy that you've created for yourself. Thank you so much for joining me in that short meditation and listening to my music. I hope it helped you find some peace in your day, even though I made a few mistakes here and there. I am very proud of that song and the chords make me happy. So remember that making stuff up on the fly can be just as fun sometimes as planning it all out. And also keep in mind that taking a break like we just did can sometimes be the most productive thing you do in your day. So I'm glad we got to share that peaceful moment. Now, I would like to end this episode with our queer topic of the day. I want to share a story that relates to my pronouns. As I mentioned in the intro, I use they, them, theirs pronouns and identify as non-binary. Now what I'd like to share with you today actually involves two separate stories. The first is when I learned about pronouns, and the second is when I started to use them as well as how it impacted my relationships. To begin, it all started when I became a freshman in college. I was touring my campus and I found the Queer Resource Center, also known as the QRC. Upon entering the QRC, I was introduced to a colorful space with lovely people. And the first thing they asked me was, what are your preferred pronouns? And I said, what? Throughout my high school, of course I'd always heard of she, her, hers, he, him, his, they, them, theirs, but I hadn't heard them referred to as the word pronouns. Kind of surprising, right? They completely understood and gave me time to learn, while also providing me with pins, stickers, and informative pamphlets. The QRC quickly became my second home when I didn't know where else to go. I went there to study, eat snacks, and socialize with amazing folks who had identities all across the spectrum. I was constantly learning and changing my language with all of the new terms I was coming across. I slowly became more comfortable with myself and began to publicly use they, them, theirs pronouns. It's what felt most comfortable to me, and I'd always known that I never necessarily liked she, her, hers, or anything that came with the feminine parts of myself. It was tricky at first to correct people, especially family or co-workers, but the people I surrounded myself with really seemed to care and began to switch their language as well. It makes my heart warm and happy every time I hear my parents use my pronouns correctly, even though it took some time they practice and correct themselves, and personally, I don't care how long it takes for someone to get my pronouns down, as long as I know that they're trying to learn. Language can be very hard to change, especially when you've been doing it a different way all your life. And that leads us into the second story of the day. I'd like to share a quick story about my grandmother, or as I call her, Nana. My Nana is absolutely, positively, undoubtedly one of the most amazing people I've ever had the gift of knowing. She is a beacon of love and energy, even if we get on each other's nerves sometimes. <laughs> My Nana used to be an English teacher, so you can assume that she didn't quite understand using they, them, something usually referred to as plural, 
for a singular person like myself. We still work on it to this day, but the story I'd like to share is a positive conversation that her and I had about the LGBTQ community. Firstly, another thing you need to know about my amazing Nana is that she's involved in theater. I love watching her perform, practice lines, and be goofy with her friends. She shows a deep love and appreciation for the arts. She encourages me countless times to act, sing, be more outspoken, and also appreciate good theater. The main conversation I'd want to focus on was about four months ago, when I got to visit her and dive into a heart-to-heart -heart conversation. In this conversation, I brought up my pronouns again, and we got to chatting about many different identities and queer folk that she knows in her theater group. It kept us up for hours just communicating about identities, terminology, and family history. Our feelings towards each other seemed to change that night. It was very therapeutic for me to have at least that one night with her, with a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Her, the main person in my life who didn't understand my gender identity, and she got to see me in a new way. Not a better or worse way, just more clarity and understanding. It was a very special time. I will forever love my Nana and her wisdom that she's given me, but that night, I got to educate her on some topics that she didn't know very much on. I know not everyone can do this with their loved ones, depending on their safety and security, but I hope for all of you out there who need someone to understand you, there's most definitely a group of loving and caring folks ready to hear your story. I recommend school counselors, advisors, clubs and after-school activity groups. No matter where you go, you can meet people with different backgrounds, ready to expand your worldview. I believe all you have to do is listen to their story and they will listen to yours. Relationships and friendships are a give and take, and there's so much to learn from one another, even topics far beyond gender and sexuality. There are spectrums just waiting to be learned, topics just yearning to be chatted about, and I can't wait to learn more with you all as well. But for now, that concludes the second episode of Queer, Tea, and Poetry. I hope you enjoyed all the original aspects of the show today, the tea that I made, the poetry that I shared, as well as my stories. This podcast has been an amazing outlet for me to express in, and I hope to keep making more for you all. So thank you for spending some time with me today, and I hope to see you again. Bye-bye!